there are plenty of reasons the capital of Wales is worth a visit. Welsh tour guide Martin Delandovitz joins us now for a look at the attractions of Cardiff. Martin, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, Rick. As a Welshman, what does Cardiff mean to you? Cardiff is the capital. Metropolitan Cardiff has 1.1 million people, and there are only 3 million people in Wales. So if you were to talk about the average Welsh person, I suppose they'd live in Cardiff. It is a cosmopolitan city. In the 19th century, it had the greatest tonnage in the world going through the port of Cardiff, equaling and beating New York. The difference being in New York had many varied cargoes, whereas Cardiff had coal and iron. When I was there, the, the nickname was it was the Silicon Valley of the coal industry. Absolutely. I mean, half of the coal, the quality coal that powered the British Industrial Revolution, yeah. probably came not from Cardiff, but from the valleys around and was That's shipped right. out of Cardiff. Yeah, I mean, Cardiff is on the River Taff. By the way, Rick, I'm sure you know this. Welsh people to English people are known as Taffies. Huh. Hello, Taff. And Taff is because Cardiff is on the River Taff, Taff in in okay. 200 years ago, it was only a couple thousand people because there was no big demand right. for coal. But then the Industrial Revolution hit. Yes, in the late 1700s. Can you imagine Cardiff down by the sea? Then steep land going towards the north, rivers coming down, cutting deep valleys. And then in the late, late 1700s, iron ore was discovered. And then by 1850, you've got huge comb field, as you said, quality coal. And Welsh steam coal basically drove the navies of the world. So you want coal that's efficient because you got to carry it on the ship. Absolutely. It was an efficient... And Welsh anthracite, don't forget, we're talking in the 19th century when these huge towns were developing. The population of Wales itself of 1801 was 500,000 people. By 1851, it was 2.5 million, five-fold increase in that time. And those great cities of Britain, London, Liverpool, Birmingham, Manchester, and so on, they all needed coal. Wales was a very industrialized oh. nation in its day because you got yes. the, the mines, basically. Yes. But now it all dropped out. Yes. I understand the last coal shipment was back in the 60s. Mm. I was just there recently, and the port of Cardiff, you can feel it was like a massive coal oh. port, but now no more coal shipment, and it's turned into a arcade, a people zone. There's a entertainment. Talk about the barrage that stopped the horrible yeah, well, tides from well, the, coming the, the, on. Because we're relatively far north. I think we're 54 degrees north. There's a big tidal range the river mouth of the Taff, which was the port of Cardiff with empty and fill with the tide, a tidal variation of over 15 feet a day. And so they basically control the tide now. And what was the port buildings and the houses of the people that worked in the port and in the ships, they're now these great things like the Welsh Senate building or the great cultural centre, the Millennium Centre. A lot of pride in that Welsh uh, Senate. Absolutely. That's a big deal for the Welsh it people. Is. And it's a beautiful building, a modern, it's a statement. Yes, it is. And Cardiff was an international port. Do understand that. The Italians, Somalians, big Somali population in Cardiff. Where was Roald Dahl born? You know Roald Dahl, the writer of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? It's Cardiff. Yeah. Cardiff boy. And he used to worship in the Norwegian church down on the bay. Cosmopolitan. It's, it has a lot of culture. It's attractive for local people. Not many tourists go there. Brits go there for sports, don't they? There's a yeah. huge... I mean, the soccer thing is... Yeah, what is, what is called the... Um, it's now called the Principality Sports Stadium. Rugby, in the image we project of ourselves in Wales, by the way, rugby is our game. We have, what do we have, 50,000 registered rugby players. Do you know how many England has? Two 
million registered rugby players. Rugby players, and that's not even soccer. I mean, there's soccer on top of that. Oh, yeah, soccer. Twice as many people play soccer as play rugby in Wales, but that's not the image we like to project. No. But that sports stadium is absolutely marvelous. The best in Britain. That was the the pride and joy when I toured Cardiff was they just said, oh, our stadium, everybody comes to see the stadium. Of course they do. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with Martin Delandovitz, and we're talking about the capital of Wales, where Martin is from, Cardiff. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. And Erica is calling in from Beaver Creek in Ohio. Hi, Erica. Hi, Rick. How are you? I live in Dayton, Ohio, and we're trying to build up a local film industry. Uh And I know there's a lot of filming that goes on in Cardiff. I watch a lot of British television. So I just wanted to know what's been the economic impact on Cardiff and Wales in general. And if I were to visit... Are there any tours I could take, either location or studio tours? Carnarvon, where I come from in the north, used to be the television centre for Wales. It's not as big as it was now. The big thing that's filmed in Cardiff, which is internationally famous, is Doctor Who, although many other programmes are made there. So you have these studios. Tours, I'm going to be honest with you, visiting the Doctor Who experience, everybody can do that, but how willing people are to let you into their studios. But, you know, I can tell you, having worked in the Welsh TV business... Everybody was very welcoming. You just sort of wandered up. And and if you have an express interest and express it to people, I'm sure that they'll be very welcoming. Uh, Here we have an email from Ed in Niagara Falls in New York. And and Ed writes, My wife and I went to Cardiff in 2014 during our Britain trip for the sole purpose of visiting the Doctor Who experience. It's a must-see for any fan with all kinds of paraphernalia from the show. I got to pose with Daleks and Weeping Angels. And there's a fun video-enhanced amusement feature as well. And when I was there, that was the Doctor Who experience. It stands bold and tall and inviting right on that former Coal Harbor. So that's the big deal, Erica. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks for your call. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're speaking about Cardiff with Martin Delandovitz. When you go to this town, of course, we were talking about how it became a real city in the industrial age, but there was Cardiff there a long time before, and the the center of the town to this day is Cardiff Castle. Mm. And there you've got sort of a classic textbook, Martin Bailey sort of situation. Talk about the the very birth of that sort of fortified town. Well, what happens is the Romans came, the Romans went. And if you look at the walls of medieval Cardiff Castle, you will actually see Roman bits contained within those walls. The Romans came to the edge of Wales, the flat land around Cardiff. Oh, we can do something with this. They built the nearby city of Caerwent, and then they left. And then here come the Normans in 1066, and they do exactly the same, which is why that medieval castle has Roman walls contained Okay, so it. the Romans came, and they didn't really in develop it much, and they just yes, left. They but left. then, uh, what, a thousand years later, almost, yeah. 1066, the Normans yes. invade, and they really had their impact, and we find a Norman keep and that's a Norman yes. uh, round tower that's on a man-made hill. A man-made hill, a mot is a, a mound of earth. And then they had a little fortified, like a Boonsboro yeah, around right. from that. Yeah. And that was sort of the, the nucleus of this city. And in so many cases, when you see a castle in the middle of a city, it's not a celebration of the local culture. It's a celebration of the people who invaded and fortified their, yeah. uh, their dominance with the that's castle. That's right. I mean, you know, the Normans push into Wales. Wales isn't a united country. They win it bit by bit. And as they move forward, I've said this to you before, Rick, very much as John Wayne was to do many years later, as they move west, they build castles. But the Normans don't want the bleak, hilly, damp, wet country. So they love that lowland. They love mm. that stuff. So they build their castle there. Now, here's the weirdo. It was the Marquis of Butte 
who built Cardiff Docks, the second Marquis of Beauty, 1820s and 30s. He made Cardiff's fortune. He was a visionary. His son, the third Marquis, rebuilt Cardiff Castle and nearby Castelcourt. And that's the Victorian most, age, right? Exactly. So that in Cardiff Castle, you've got the Roman, you've got the real medieval, then you've got the wonderful romantic period, 19th century. The Marquis of Butte, the second Marquis of Butte, John Crichton's One of the richest guys in the world. He was the richest guy in the world. The richest guy in the world from Cardiff. And he took the ruins of this castle and turned it into just razzle-dazzle Victorian the 1800s, over the top. That's the castle we really tour today. It is. And if you think about uh, King Ludwig II in Bavaria... Yeah, it's the same generation. It's the same generation. And I'll bet you they corresponded. Martin, it seems anybody traveling in England is going to go to Bath and the Cotswold villages. And what they don't realize is an hour's drive when they get on the motorway from Bath to the Cotswolds, you cross the Severn River and you're into South Wales. Bam, you're in Cardiff. You know, you can see the castle. Uh, you can see the wonderful Castle Arcade and, and some of the Victorian remnants of the town when it really was in its heyday. But you can also use Cardiff as a springboard for enjoying some interesting sights in South Wales. Yes. Uh, St. Fagans is a great opportunity. Do you know, I wouldn't go to Britain without seeing St. Fagans. It's the Welsh Folk Museum. Buildings representative of different times and different places in Wales were taken apart and then reassembled. St. Fagans is 15 minutes from Cardiff Centre. We're Culture be... on a lazy Susan. You've got ah, cottages and churches and schoolhouses Everything. from every part of Wales yes. right there. And they deal with the culture of Wales too, the, the singing, the dancing and so on. It's a fantastic visit, at least half a day, I would go for a day. It's Wonderful. no it's no one I would bet every school teacher that does a field trip to Cardiff takes their group to St. Fagans Open Air Folk Museum yeah. because it really is a walk-through textbook about Welsh traditional culture. I remember there's a line of row houses. Yes, that's right. And every generation, for six generations, one of these Physically, they're the same, but they're decorated, they're Modernized. furnished yeah. with each one. So you yeah. got 1830s, 1860s, 1890s, 1920s, 1950s, 1980s, yeah. and you walk right through it, and it's just like a trip through time in yeah. Wales. Martin, another interesting site nearby is Carefully Castle. Yes. I said that all these Normans moved in and built these castles. South Wales, for my money, Chepstow Castle. Do you know, you said about car. All the places we're going to name from now on, you can get to by bus or train. Uh -huh. From London, most people flying to London. Right. There are nearly 50 trains an hour going to Cardiff. It's two hours and 10 minutes by train. Huh. And then you get yourself a bus timetable, a train timetable, you can go everywhere. Caffilly Castle, Chepstow, for my money, is the most complicated wonder. It's the first stone built castle in Britain, just up the valley. Chepstow, very nice. I visited that yeah, for my beautiful. first time on my last visit. Well worth seeing. Nice town as well. Just up the valley, you've got Tintern Abbey. William Wordsworth, Tintern Abbey. Yes. Was it uh, one of those abbeys that was destroyed by Henry VIII when That's he dissolved right. the monasteries back in what century was that? It's in the 1500s. 1500s, yeah. 1500s, it's dramatic ruins with these delicate yeah. arches lost in the forest in this lush valley, enough to inspire Turner paintings and William Wordsworth poetry. Absolutely. And, you know, you can just enjoy them on the face value, but if you're really heavily into medieval architecture, there is no better place to go. And they're setting in that valley. Oh, Isn't it beautiful? I love it. Martin Delandovitz, it's always so nice to talk to you about your beloved Wales. Can you give us a blessing <laughs> or some well wishes in your in your language? Dabochi. Good unto you. Dabochi. Rick Steves teaches smart European travel. At ricksteves.com you'll find an archive of interviews from his radio show, free audio tours of Europe's top sites, and a world of information to help turn your travel dreams into smooth and affordable reality. Begin your next trip at ricksteves.com.